Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this is a talk I'm giving at the ISCT course in San Francisco uh, in a couple of days. And they asked me to speak about social media in your clinical practice. And so the first question I ask is, I'll ask the audience, raise your hand, how many of you use social media? Now, I see not all of you are raising your hand, but the fact is, as I'll explain to you, every single person in this room is, usual, is using social media one way or the other. Now, if you think about social media and you think about some of the issues radiologists have, one issue we have is this great article by Gary Glazer talking about the invisible radiologist, that a survey in 2008 and before that and today finds that one or two Americans still don't know what a radiologist is. They can't tell the difference between a radiologist and a technologist. And no one, in fact, seems to know that a radiologist is, in fact, a doctor. There's another article that Gary Glazer wrote, Decades of Perceived Mediocrity, Prestige, and Radiology, that rather than view radiology as a well-developed medical specialty, many believe that radiology is a profession with little intellectual stimulation, and that imaging services are commodities distinguished by cost rather than expertise. Now, that is the worst thing anyone has ever said about us, right? But it is indeed true, because... These days, the computers generate the images. We can send the images across the hall or across the world at the same time. And it's like teleradiology, it's becoming the lowest bidder. Well, the one thing social media does provide, or one of the many things it provides, it allows radiology and radiologists the opportunity, perhaps, to rebrand ourselves and to really define our role in healthcare. It allows us to tell people what is radiology and what are radiologists, what do we actually do, what our various imaging studies provide, their positives and their negatives, what are their limitations, but how they're so helpful. What's the role of radiology and radiologists in their healthcare? We're not tertiary part of their healthcare, we're primary. When you're in the hospital, everybody sees radiology, whether it's plain film, CT, MR, ultrasound, everyone has a number of encounters with radiology. Also, it gives us the opportunity to provide information to our patients at multiple touch points, both before and after imaging studies. And the thing people speak about is perhaps even reviewing studies with patients. So there are many different things that social media can provide. It can involve many different ways of looking at the impact on your practice. It can be from radiologist to patient. It can be from radiologist to referring physician. It could be from radiologist to radiologist, radiologist to the trainees, whether it's fellows, residents, or med students, and in fact, even help you in research with patient recruitment. Now, I'm not going to have time in this talk because the Stanford talk was 10 minutes, and this will be a little bit longer. I expanded it, but I can't cover all of these topics, and I won't, but I'll address a few, okay? Uh, this is an article that's in press in JSCR by Whitney Fishman-Zember, and makes the point as more and more people use social media platforms for other forms of information, using social media for personal health is only natural. Social media can play a critical role in patients taking charge of their own health because of if its informational, emotional, and communicative value. So what's happening is, whether we like it or not, people are using the web and social media to really become part of their healthcare process. 
as people are taking more control of their health care, this becomes very, very important. Rather than allowing other physician specialties or random websites to set the terms of debate about the appropriateness of different imaging tests or the importance of radiologists' role, social media may allow us to thrust ourselves back into the conversation. We need to be front and center. Sitting back while other specialties run the story is not going to be good for us. And again, as I mentioned, as healthcare becomes more patient-centric and as people take control of their health, they're going to look at trusted networks for information. You want to become, we want to become one of those trusted networks. If not, you're going to be on the outside. And many hospitals, clinics, and organizations have really recognized this, that they need to become part of the patient's trusted networks, both online and offline. So if you look at radiologist to patient, there are many institutions that are really doing this well. And I'll just show two of them. Mayo Clinic. Mayo Clinic, look at the bottom of their front page. Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+. Okay, They are communicating in every way possible. They post. Look how many followers they have. 1.16 million. Okay, They have a lot of followers. They've tweeted 23,000 tweets on Twitter, okay? They have a lot of following, okay? That's on their, uh, that's their uh, Twitter page. And here's their YouTube page. You can see there are a number of lectures from physicians, there's lectures from things going on at the Mayo Clinic. They're communicating with everybody in every way possible. Johns Hopkins, I'll give a plug for Hopkins. Same thing, here's our Facebook page, and we communicate about things we're doing, innovations in patient care. And again, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, you know, in uh, LinkedIn, uh, every single thing, every possible way people are looking at communicating, and that's only becoming more and more important. When you look at radiologist to patient, I think it's very important for us to recognize and for you to recognize that, in fact, you're doing this already. The radiology site, radiologyinfo.org, which is done by the RSNA and ACR, you pay the dues, and this is one of the things they do. This site, which has over a million visits a month now, new records this past month of April and May, allows radiology to go after our referring patients. This is totally designed for referring patients. Uh, this is telling them about studies, diseases, and conditions. It talks about the imaging studies we do. There's now video. There's Jeff Rubin talking about calcium scoring. There's text you can read. Here's about ultrasound and MR-guided prostate biopsies. And we even talk about what radiologists do and professions in radiology. This site is being redone to make it more user-friendly, even more user-friendly, and to make it better for mobile devices. And mobile strategies become very critical. But you're part of this picture. We're addressing this only to our patients in both English and Spanish to be able to tell people what to do and how to do things. We're reaching out. Radiologist to radiologist, well, you might think about that as training and teaching. So whether it's radiologist to radiologist for teaching, learning, sharing cases, or to trainees, think about CT as us. We've been doing CT as us for 15 years. You can see we have Facebook and Twitter and everything else. But it's a way of presenting information from protocols to interesting cases to all sorts of content. And with that is Facebook. And so Facebook takes a little softer look at what we do. Um, on the website itself, there's no humor. It's all content. 
just like it's a CME meeting. But Facebook, we have a little bit beyond content, but we have content. Here's just our one of our cases of the day or two of our cases of the day. You can see that within a few hours, we get between 10 and 20,000 people reached. Okay, that indeed is very impressive. We have over 45,000 likes, but we have over 120,000 people who are using this site on a daily basis or so. We have illustrations that we put up and you can see how people love illustrations. We then also have articles that talk about medicine. This one article that was talking from the New York Times about productivity at hospitals or this information from ASCO about some of the newest changes in chemotherapy that were being introduced at the meeting. So we put that information out there for people. We also put things out there, I will admit, that are a little bit less intense. We put some music up there. We put some stories that are of human interest. We put lots of things up there. In fact, we post 112 things a week. That's our like page on Facebook. Now you can see ACR, RSNA, and then come CTSS. And we've only been doing it uh, for a, a little uh, more than a year or so. Now, one of the things that's very interesting about social media is you're touching many more people than you think. So let me show you on our Facebook page. The US is still our number one site of likes, but it's only about 20%. India, Egypt, Brazil, Pakistan, Mexico. And look at our biggest cities. Hard to imagine, Cairo, Mexico City, New Delhi, Riyadh. Just look at those names. Baghdad, look at, look at you keep looking. This is a small font just to show you but it takes a long way down the page. We have more Facebook users in Tehran than we, and Bangalore than we have on our first city, which is Houston. So you can see you're able to communicate and connect your information to the entire world. Things like CTSS, we have 192 countries. I didn't know there were 192 countries. The other thing is recruitment. It's interesting, there was a really good article published in Pediatrics. They wanted to look at patients who had Fontaine procedures. Usually you can gather a few cases. Well, here by advertising on the web for patients who had Fontaine procedures, they got national in the US 86%, 14% international. But you can see 84% of all their cases came from social media. So using social media as a way of gathering information Gathering the patients to participate in the study was something they did for free, basically, on Facebook. There was no chance in the world they could have done something that well. The other thing to summarize also is that you need to care about social media because your patients care about social media. Patients want and often expect medical resources and people to be available on social media. You don't want to be people's friends, but they expect you to be teaching them and keeping them informed. You need to build a positive online relationship, which can offset some of the negativity that might be said about your group or your hospital. It's also important to monitor your digital footprint to understand what your patients are interested in and what they're actually thinking. A good quote from Whitney Zember again, social media does carry some words of caution. Misuse can have major implications for both patient care and even your career. You need to be smart. Do not be posting things about patients you saw today or putting images of patients up or talking inappropriately about patients or about medicine. You can talk about many things and you can talk about things that are controversial, but it needs to be done in a very professional way. So social media is here to stay. I think it's a great opportunity for radiology and for radiologists to redefine what we do 
And I think it's something that if you're not doing, you better get involved with. And with that, I thank you for your attention.